G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. There is mention in the New Covenant about the pearl of great price and how a merchant would sell everything he had, which is kind of confusing when you think, well, that's not kosher, so no Jewish merchant is going to go after that. It's it's not clean. It's unclean. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. God was very clear in his law that his people were not to contaminate themselves with things that were unclean. So why is it that he actually uses unclean things to represent other things that he deemed to be clean? That is a very good question. I hope you've got an answer for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is actually really bizarre that God actually would make a command not to do something and Mm. then he'd go and command them to do something. The very thing he said not to do. And the the classic one is where he said, don't make a graven image. And then when they were in the wilderness and all the snakes came to attack them, Mm. he said, make a graven image of a a fiery serpent on a pole and then lift it up so all the people can see it. And you think they they just made a graven image after he said, don't do it. And later on in their history, that actual graven image of the snake on the pole became an object of worship. They fell into idolatry. You kind of go, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's the same with this question of can something clean come out of something unclean. And I think this has been a cause of a great deal of confusion for Christians over the years, that these are seemingly contradictory things. They're actually not. You just have to, you just have to dig a little bit further. And again, culture and context is, is usually the answer to any well, of the right, question. Yeah. A, a greater understanding, I guess, and the reality is that if it doesn't make sense, to us, that doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense. That just means that we maybe don't just fully understand it, it yet. Yeah. Exactly. It makes per- perfect sense to God. It just means that I'm not quite compassmentous yet mm. and I haven't figured it out. One of the things that's really interesting is like when um, when God declared somebody who was unclean could become clean simply by being sprinkled with the ashes of a red heifer. You kind of scratch your head and you go, I don't even know what that means. How (laughs) could the ashes of a heifer that had a red hide purify anything? Of course, a lot of this is symbology. Um, Job 14.4 asks the question, who can make the clean out of the unclean? And the answer is no one. Nobody can, humanly speaking, Mm. but God can. Um, you know, when we, I'm not sure if we've talked about it yet, but the, the prayer, sure we did. The, tass, uh, the tassels? Have we talked about the tassels yet? No. No? Okay, that's to come. <laughs> We're going to talk about the tassels, and that's actually really fascinating. The tassels on the prayer shawl or the tassels on the clothing of the uh, Jewish men that God commanded them. Within the tassel itself, there was a blue thread. Now, the blue dye that was used for this very holy garment. The blue was to represent a reminder to the people that every time they saw it, they remember the law of God. Now, the blue dye came from a sea mollusk. It was very expensive, very hard to get, but this blue dye is what they used. Well, a sea mollusk is, mollusk is a shellfish. 
shellfish are unclean. Oh, right, yeah. So how could this dye from an unclean creature be used for something so holy yeah. and so clean? Mm-hmm. You, you, again, kind yeah, of scratching my a head conundrum. a little bit. He doesn't really make sense. Uh, the oyster, okay, the oyster, as a food, is unclean. It is also a mollusk, a shellfish. The function of an oyster is most widely known to be like a filter in the water. It, it It's like a little vacuum cleaner and it sucks water in and then it processes all the little nasties in the water and then it pumps out clean water. So it basically keeps the waterways clean. Mm. But that's probably why God said don't eat it because it's sucking in all these nasty little <laughs> things and God didn't want anybody eating them. The thing is, is that if a bit of sand or grit or a little bit of an irritation got into the oyster, it would secrete, there would be this secretion would take place and it would attack this little piece of grit, this irritation, and it would coat it and that would become a pearl. Mm. But a pearl, the pearl was very valuable. It is, you know, represented treasure and, and something of great value. Um, how on earth could this beautiful thing come out of mm. something that was unclean? And what makes that even more conflicting is that there is mention in the New Covenant um, about the pearl of great price, these yeah. parables that Jesus talked about, and 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 how this you know um, a merchant would sell everything he had for this pearl of great price, um, which is kind of confusing when you think, well, that's not kosher, so no Jewish merchant is going to go after that. It's, it's not mm. clean. It's unclean. Uh, and then if you go a little bit further, and we talk about the new Jerusalem, you look in Revelation chapter 21, verse 21, it says, and the 12 gates, this is of the, the, the city, were 12 pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. That's mm. a big pearl. Yeah. Okay. And But this is the gates of the holy city. From this unclean thing, mm. we've got this most magnificent gates from a pearl. is remarkable. So how could they possibly be clean if they've come from something that is unclean? Well, here's the thing. Every single believer in Christ who has repented of their sin, who has confessed their guilt, expressed their sorrow and remorse, and has put their faith and their trust in Christ for salvation is evidence of how God takes something that is unclean, which is us, he makes it holy, he cleans it up, he purifies it, just as he takes a pearl that has been purified and has become something beautiful, he takes it out of the thing that is unclean, the oyster, and it becomes this this priceless thing of great value. Now, the process of growing the pearl, it takes a lot of years. It's not an overnight thing. Uh, pearls begin, again, as this tiny, weeny little irritant, this invading foreigner into the oyster. And through this process, this pearl grows and develops from something that was ugly and foreign into something beautiful, uh, an adornment of great beauty. So here's the thing. If the world is God's oyster, it's unclean and it's polluted, it's corrupt, it's been defiled by sin. It's filthy. Can anything clean come out of it? And the answer is, yeah. Mm. So what do the pearls represent? The pearls are represented by us. We are the believers. We who have surrendered our lives, we are now foreigners. We are actually irritants in a very hostile environment. And over a period of years, we come under pressure. We get impacted by the environment. We become refined 
it's like this coating that comes over us because mm. of the Spirit of God who's transforming us, renewing us, turning us into something we never could have on our own. We get renewed and, and then one day we, this, these little pearls, will be taken out of this oyster, this unclean place, and we will be harvested by the, the Lord. We will go to be with him. Mm. So, yeah, can something clean come out of something unclean? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly when that unclean thing becomes clean because of what God has done, yeah. done in and through it. And I love that analogy, but the analogy uh, doesn't stop there. We don't have time to talk about it in this particular program, but we're going to continue on with it because it's so multifaceted. Mm. You know, the, this this whole every time you look at scripture, you think you've got it figured out, and you suddenly realise there's a whole <laughs> lot more. Yeah, there's a whole lot more involved here. I'm reminded of the scripture that says that with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. And really, what you're talking about there with you know us representing the oyster, it's a it's a spiritual awakening, isn't it? It's something yes. that we can't do it in, in our own strength, but God's actually doing it and making it possible. So yeah. it's uh, good to be reminded of that too. Yeah. But we will in the next program continue to explore this uh, question of you know, clean things coming from unclean and looking at, as uh, Mandy's uh, indicated, the implications of the pearl, but on a global scale. So we'll explore that some more when we come back next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 